Welcome to Cinema Marketing. The trailers may have lied to you, but we won't. And we're back with another Market Research September edition. I'm Mike. I'm Anthony. And I'm Lewis. And we're here to talk about all of the stupid movie bullshit that happened uh, this month that makes us question why why do we even follow this medium in the first place? Some of them make me question my sanity. I mean, at this point, I'm only following it for the show, I think. Yeah, some of them make my. There's question. so many. Some of, do, Mike, do any of these uh, make you question your sexuality? Avatar made me feel some things, but uh, let's. <laughs> um, anyway, so we're gonna start out. We had uh, with we usually start out with the Criterion announcements for this month, and uh, one that came in uh, right off the the heels of the November announcement. They slipped in another uh, November Criterion just out of the blue. They, Coming in hot. They they put Wally. On the Criterion Collection, going to be released in November, 4K, first <laughs> Disney movie. I saw it on Instagram at work, and I just said, "These motherfuckers did it." <laughs> I thought it was one of those like I thought it was one of those like fake Criterion covers where it's like, "Oh, wouldn't this be cute if, or wouldn't this be cool if this was a real Criterion?" Saw that little blue check mark, and you were like, "Oh, wait a minute, it's real." And I was like, "Now I'm like, okay, I'm gonna swear off buying regular Schmegular Studio Blu-rays now because anything is possible at this point. If they're getting Disney movies now, <laughs> the oh, Avengers Criterion yeah. release. I do think that Wally is like the only Kino." pixar movie that could like fit in like the parameters of like a criterion feeling like it's more than just would argue in ratatouille i do think ratatouille ratatouille Ratatouille, that's the yeah that's it's good it's got to have like that air of prestige to it it's more than just being a good movie the air of attention yeah yeah would you would you say wally is the 2001 a space odyssey of fucking would would you say uh, would you say Soul kind of fits that aura, even though it, it it has to be a little better, I think, to be a Criterion? Soul's, I mean, I guess Soul has that air to it, maybe. That's an RPG movie, movie. I I cried, so yeah. I think it's really. Well, if I to, cried at a movie. That means it's good. Yeah, well, ha- I mean, out. I cried at Regrets in Paris. Uh, <laughs> you, it's, it's a good movie. It yeah, I, I, I proves well, my point. All right. Well, uh, I mean, let's get through there's there's some other uh, Criterion announcements, the December announcements. So it was a big bombshell with Wally getting announced. So the rest of these, there's a lot of trilogy box sets. There's a Michael Haneke trilogy box set, which is, I believe, his first three films, The Seventh Continent, Benny's Video, 71 Fragments of a Chronology of Chance. Haven't seen any of these. I, I've I've liked some of the Haneke movies that I've seen. Um, what have you seen? And, and Piano Teacher. So mm. Lewis, what do you think about Haneke? Uh, I of the movies of his that I've seen, I've I've really enjoyed them. Um, but like the premise of like a lot of his older stuff like this, like doesn't uh, really intrigue me. Um, but like I love Amore. I think that's a fan- phenomenal movie. Um, I think Amore shot should be coming to this collection soon. Like I feel Criterion, like it's not on Criterion already. No, yeah, I think Amore needs to happen soon. Yeah, I, I was surprised that like it it wasn't when I checked after I saw yeah. this news. I do feel like this box set is for like, you know, it's like if you're a seasoned veteran of of Haneke. Yeah, like, like these are really the love him. Yeah. So Josh Sandler is going to be all over this. This is going to be a Josh Sandler box set. Yeah, that was a Josh release. Uh, another trilogy box set that we have is uh, three films by Mai Zetterling. Uh, films are t- called The Girls, Loving Couples and Night Games. Uh, I'm very unfamiliar with this director and, and her movies. But um, yeah, uh, I don't know. There's also Cooley High from 1975. Uh, and then... Wait, what's Cooley High? It's uh, this movie. It looks like a, I don't know, like a high school coming Wait, of age movie. 
uh, Michael Schultz. Michael Schultz. And then, and also uh, we got Todd Haynes' The Velvet Underground documentary. Oof. I cannot wait to see not only this, but the special features on that Blu-ray. I said, I said to Mike, I said, anytime they release, if Cartoon really wants to be cool, anytime that they release, if they could get the rights to the album, if they release an uh, artist biopic or a mu- musician movie, they should include like a surround sound version of the soundtrack on the Blu-ray. Like, I think that would be the perfect thing. Probably they're probably not going to do that, but this you need to get. You need to see this. And it's also this is one of those uh, streaming movies that's like held hostage on Apple Plus. So it's like, if, yeah, I yeah. think more than any other. I didn't watch the Beastie Boys documentary either because that's also on Apple Plus. That was like the first big release on Apple TV Plus. All the, yeah, I think that no, more than any other streaming service, if you're on Apple, you are being held hostage by a corporation or you got a new iPhone. I feel <laughs> that way about all of their products, but. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad. I'm glad we can unite. Nah, on this. I'm a. I'm a big Apple boy. Well, uh, let's move into the trailers for this month. There was a lot of trailers, uh, a lot of uh, Oscar Beatty end of the year trailers. But before that, we're getting into uh, so, uh, some fuck you. It's January twenty twenty three uh, horror <laughs> movies from no from man no other than M Night Shyamalan himself coming back at it again. Uh, after old, me and Lewis were like, I swore off this guy. Uh, He's and the then we director got that got us sort of like, yeah, our first hateful comments, like really hateful comments. Mike, Mike got Mike got doxed because of old. <laughs> <laughs> he got, like, Someone Mike emailed got, Mike a picture of him in his apartment. Mike got swatted live on Twitch <laughs> during the RMR uh, live stream of the Snyder Cut. <laughs> so knock at the cabin. Uh, this movie uh, looks like, I don't know, it looks like a very kind of standard like home invasion thriller. I don't really care. Uh, it's M. Night Shyamalan. Batista looks good. Batista is, uh, yeah, I guess he looks all right. Uh, the movie looked like the the opening with like that that song choice and like the editing i'm like is is m night Shyamalan trying to make like a james gunn movie yeah <laughs> like did dave bautista get in his ear and he's like you know we did this on the guardians movie you should do this <laughs> i think it summed up perfectly lewis said you know guys the the short film that the, the short uh the Sorry. novel that this is based on the short story that this is based on is really good and i said yes Avatar: The Last Airbender was also very good. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like it's like oh, is Shyamalan bad because he's writing his own scripts? Maybe since he's not writing his own script, this will be better. It's like that we've seen that that's not always a foolproof method. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean I certainly don't think it's foolproof. Um, but I'll tell you what, uh, just to be devil's advocate, why not? Uh, I think. Old was bad, but I had a good time seeing old with you. And <laughs> oh, I, no, I, I think, oh, it sucked. But no, I, I know. I mean, we have, I have so much fun seeing bad movies. Oh, we watch Wild yeah, Hogs. Yeah, totally. yeah. I'm saying for I'm that seeing- reason, I'm gonna check this out. But this looks to me more interesting than old did. Yeah, I mean, it's at least a little more stripped down. Like, make a basic home invasion thriller. Like Shyamalan, you could. Can you at least do that? Like, at least yeah. Well, like clean I that like, barrier. I like the visit. You know, like I, I, he occasionally has those like weird, pulpy things. They're usually the more contained, grounded things. So, Lewis, yeah, like I get it. Like 
you're talking to a guy who just watched Wild Hogs for his sixth or seventh time in his life. I don't like that you're comparing us right now. And uh, you're talking you to the guy. Watched, ooh. You're talking. You're, you're talking to the guy who's gonna go see Lyle Lyle Crocodile in theaters <laughs> on opening night. So, you're like honestly, uh. not only you, Lewis, anyone listening. Don't take it seriously. It don't matter. <laughs> I like bad movies more than good movies. <laughs> All movies are bad. So yeah. Like, oh, what movie that's not going to be bad, but also has Dave Bautista in it, is Glass Onion, uh, Knives Out Mystery. And oh, the I first goosebumps. The first thing I got to say, though, me and Lewis have made this joke is like, why is it called a Knives Out? What's a Knives Out? Why a Knives Out <laughs> Mystery? Like, what does that mean? It's a series. Like I the Hardy Boys. Yeah, but it's like. It's it's a it's a real Star Wars a Star Wars story like thing where it's like you're too but if stupid that's the to thing, realize like, that <laughs> if Knives Out is the franchise, then just call the movies Knives Out colon whatever. But like for that to be a Knives Out mystery, like what's a Knives Out mystery? Dude, like, if this if this works well, I want a Knives work. Out like series. I'd want I'd like a Knives Out series. Well, Ryan Johnson is doing like uh like a, a a serialized mystery show on Peacock or something, I believe. Right? I'm not. That's yeah, not that real. Peacock. That'll go right on the Plex server. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, this looks great. And I'm very happy to see Janelle Monae in good movies. She's a very talented woman. Yeah, I've, I've heard that. Gorgeous. Yeah, I've heard that from people who've seen it, that Janelle Monae is like the Ana de Armas character of this movie. Like the big breakout steals the show. She needs yeah. like a good movie. She needs like a real good movie to be in. Yeah, I mean, she was in Moonlight. I mean, but oh, yeah, that was also was like a side role. She, um, she was also in that really bad like horror movie where she played like a slave. Oh yeah, uh, I what what was that? that was like a wannabe Jordan Peele movie. It like wasn't good. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, I think was the yeah. But yeah, that was bad, yeah. dude. And then, uh, but yeah, no, Glass Onion. This the cast looks pretty. Looks pretty uh, eccentric, off the beaten path. Like not like not like you know obvious choices that like you know you would see. It's like oh, Kate Hudson. I have not seen her in a movie since Almost Famous, <laughs> and Catherine Hahn and, and uh, Leslie Odom. It's like yeah, I think it doesn't look as exciting as the cast of the first movie. Like the first movie had like all these big names like Michael Shannon, Jamie Lee Curtis, fucking uh, the the who else is there chris evans i guess but who i not like i'm getting excited about oh chris evans in a movie yeah i was like dude is that fucking ed norton yeah ed what's the least ed norton movie you saw yeah, like the incredible Hulk. Yeah. ed norton yeah but yeah i i was i had some concerns about this movie just before because i was like i i was getting some death of the nile vibes i'm like oh no it's a, a sequel to like a murder mystery movie that has a different cast and they're on a boat uh but no this looks like actually good and the people who've seen it at tiff uh say that it's like on par with or some are even saying it's better than the first movie which i find yeah. that hard to believe but. yeah ryan johnson i told you he's in that category in my mind of directors that just fuck like everything they touch is gold well speaking of directors that fuck Luca Guadagnino, oh, bones and all. It's the only way he. I'd say I just got to get it out of the way. Luca Guadagnino and whoever his DP is, I should know his name or her name. I do not know their name. They're the only person who can make even the drabest landscape look incredible. He made this shitty, like podunk town look like the Italian countryside. It, Unbelievable to me. You know, it looks like a, a combination of like the the uh the heartfelt like whimsy of call me by your name mixed with like the grossness of suspiria so it's yeah. like yeah and and uh i'm excited to see this movie uh again lewis lewis ran away when we had this trailer because he didn't <laughs> want to see it 
Yeah, I'm like, I'm I'm so unbelievably sold on this cannibal romance, Luca Guadagnino. Suspiria uh, 2019 has become like 2018 has become uh, like just one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, Is he just going to be like a straight like horror director now? I fucking hope so, because he's he's fantastic at it. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm so on board for this. I don't need to see anything. I saw a few screenshots. I have no desire. I'm I'm good. I'm going to go see it. I do do like this. Are we in like a new uh, Italian horror like is this neo giallo is this what we're working <laughs> <No>. towards dude <laughs> no. if we get dude I, i'd be into it yeah uh, uh speaking speaking of uh of uh gorgeous landscapes uh and cinematography we've got the next alejandro in film bardo that was a good or, transition mike or a chronicle of <laughs> A chronicle of something, a falsehood of chronicles of of stupid and, title and truths. A, a false chronicle of a handful of truths. The, title, the title. The title looks True bad. Truths. The title sounds bad, but the movie itself looks really good. I think visually I think it does look very good. I worry about like the length and the bloat, and that's a lot of people from uh, Venice and Tiff had very ma- uh, negative things to say about the movie being pretentious and self-indulgent. Uh, and there Birdman kind of pretentious and self-indulgent. Yeah, but it was like two hours and it was also like a little bit more, it was, it seems a little, Birdman was also more accessible. Like it was talking about things that were, you know, this one feels like very, it looks very avant-garde and very surreal, which I think it looks interesting. I just worry like the mileage that I'm going to get on this. Could it be like a, uh, like an avant-garde, like Holy Motors type movie or something? Well, I mean, who knows? I, I, they're gonna recut the movie for Netflix, like because it's three hours long, and they're going to try to cut it to like two forty or something like, like that. Three hours doesn't work. I mean, Netflix. it was. I mean, it was not very well received at the film festivals that it premiered oh, at, yeah, yeah. and Alejandro was very angry Anna about Re- that. <laughs> release the Anaridu cut. They should give you the option to watch either one. I mean, they'll probably. I mean, it's Netflix. They might as well. But, like wait, so is this not getting a theatrical release? It's going to get one of those bullshit Netflix releases where it'll play like two theaters for two weeks and then go on Netflix. You can go to the Paris the, theater. This is definitely, I said, this is the type of movie I want to see in a large format, but I guess I'll just have to watch it on the bus on my phone with AirPods as God intended. <laughs> like, well, what the fuck? Uh, speaking of more movies about directors making uh, their uh, self-indulgent biopic about their, themselves and their life, Steven Spielberg's The Fablemans. This, 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 this looks bad. <laughs> I honestly, the first shot, it looks so like manufactured. I thought it was that like hyper-realistic CG, like the fucking Polar Express. It almost looked uncanny. Like, it, I don't like it. It has like this. All. It has like this very like nostalgic air of whimsy about it. Where like the movies were everything when I was a child. <laughs> it's this. Yeah, like I said, we had this uh, last month where we talked about Empire of Light. Uh, there's also I was charmed lot- by it then, and I officially am no longer charmed. Yeah, by like it. yeah. Like, it started with Cinema Paradiso, and it ended with Hugo. That's it. We we could stop these types of movies. No more movies about the movies. Movies about how the artists were also there. already like the sold artists, on the movies. The movies aren't gonna fuck you. Okay, move like, on. Can't do it. Movies are magic. It. They yeah. bring us all together. They're the things that like oh when I was a child and like and I had hate crimes committed against me. The movies were there. Why do why do you Belfast uh, Armageddon Time? Why do you, Empire of Light? Why do you think like why do you think uh, like uh, Gen Z especially 
really thinks the AMC movies intro is so fucking funny. Because it's, it's so fake. Like, we're here to be together. I'm here to see a fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, yeah. I, I mean, this is already like positioned as like this is gonna be the best picture winner <laughs> just because it's like spielberg making his opus or whatever i'll i will hang myself live on periscope <laughs> uh speaking of other directors who are who are falling down a wayside of just making hollywood glamorized whatever is damien chazelle in babylon now he listen is, he is so far up his own ass <laughs> la la land was a magical film it's my favorite movie probably of the last decade but Listen, this movie, first off, I don't know, I, casting Margot Robbie and Brad Pitt as the lead of your movie just kind of feels like you didn't care, like you didn't put any effort. Like, who's going to star in the movie? Uh, who? I don't know. Margot Robbie, Brad Pitt, who cares? Just put them in the movie. That's 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 the leads because they're the only movie stars. Um, And then it's just like, yeah, this also looks like a yeah, three hour long movie about like the the wackiness of hollywood yeah I, like, I don't think like i i don't think i nor the world needs a cynical take you want on it? old hollywood like like i i just feel like we're we're kind of like getting into like this really treaded territory and honestly this whole bit didn't fucking work for uh the cohen brothers i don't see it really like panning out now maybe it's good but like this trailer is fucking bad let's figure it out does it looks like a bad german movie I figure it out like literally i'm seeing this trailer and i'm thinking about it he wants to be Tarantino so bad. Like, you want to make I Once Upon a Time in Hollywood so fucking I, bad. I was, also, I was thinking Scorsese and The Wolf of Wall Street. and or like, But also, I was also thinking of Baz Luhrmann, which is not a thing I want to be thinking about. Uh, yeah, I got some Baz Luhrmann vibes, too. And I don't know. Some Great Gatsby, Moulin Rouge. Yes, this ass. for some reason, Elvis. it's like a 20s aesthetic. Like, why is that? Like, what is this? Oh, uh, anyway... I'm very disappointed. I want it. I want some. I, I was more excited about the movie in concept because, like, all the things I was hearing about the movie before, where it's like Tobey Maguire is in like a side role in the movie, and you could see him for like two seconds in the trailer, and it was rumored that he was going to be playing Charlie Chaplin, and now it's just like, oh, it's just like he's just playing a silent movie actor that is not Charlie Chaplin. It's like so we're just yeah, this this fictionalized version of old Hollywood. It's like I don't know really what the I don't really care. It, it reminded me of that David O. Russell movie trailer that that I'm sick of seeing in front of every movie now. Yeah, it's bad. Amsterdam, the movie by a rapist that looked like dog shit. Um, yeah. but people still go to. Yeah. Even a bunch I of super woke fucking Twitter critics were like, "Yeah, let me get that uh that red carpet pass, baby." Fucking the swift swifty nation rise up. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, nah, I can't wait for that movie to get a lower Rotten Tomatoes score than Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Ugh, it looked awful. It's yeah, apparently it is awful. Fuck David O. Russell and fuck everyone who decided to involve themselves in the movie, including Taylor Swift. You heard it here first, folks. Fuck Taylor Swift. Anyway, fuck also, Swift. I like her music. This is actually upsetting to me, but yeah. yeah. Uh, but also, OK, we're finishing it off. The last the last crime by Hollywood remaking the little mermaid again, Disney, they got to stop. Like they can't, the thing is, I hate that the discourse around this movie is all about like, I can't believe they cast a black woman to play Ariel. It's like, who cares? That's literally the most inconsequential thing. Like the thing you should be getting upset about is the fact that this movie is being made. Like we got to stop with these remakes. I said, she sounds beautiful. That's going to be the only redeeming quality. It's going to sound great. I, I guarantee it. Yeah. It looks like muddy CGI underground like the underwater stuff it's like how does this look worse than finding nemo 
Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It has no style, Mike, because it has no style, no yeah. soul. Yeah. That's what it's missing. I don't know. Yeah, this is a minute and 30 seconds. <laughs> this is a minute and 30 seconds of footage from clearly yeah, one but, scene of the movie. I don't but, know. I, like, I, I, I'm not saying it's going to be good. These are never good. This is, but this is the second time. There's nothing wrong Lewis, with this trailer. Lewis, are you a Disney adult? I'm not doing this. I, I'm. I will but it's like, not. It, this is a how respond. many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? It's like I, I have. These, I have no hopes could, or expectations for this movie. Wait, do you like, have hopes for other Disney movies? I mean, the I, I uh, like the Jungle Book, and I well, like that one's fine. Uh, fuck, I liked another one. <laughs> I, I can't There's think of it, of but them. I did. There were two of yeah. them that I did like. But, but yeah, but listen, I know you say like, oh, it's only a minute. Robin, yeah, if you want to count that. It, oh, I, I know like you're Robin too. Yeah. And Peach Peach Dragon. That's that's the good Peach one. Dragon's yeah. good. Dragon. Yeah. yeah. But it's like I know you say like, oh, it's only a minute and 30 seconds. How can you judge it? It's like I've seen these movies, they they're all the same. They there's no reason to think that I need to see more in order to think anything about them. Here's, it's like I know how this is gonna go. Here's a question though. Fair what enough. if they made these movies, but for their more niche, kind of like not as seen? Like, yeah, like old Pete's propaganda, Dragon. Pete's Dragon, or if they did like I don't know, like a, a Rescuers or the original, like you know, something like that. Yeah, and if they tried to do something other than just copy the the movie, the formula, the template of the original movie, that's why Pete's Dragon is good, is because it's its own thing. It's not doing the original story. I don't know. I will <laughs> say there were a, director. There were a well lot. Does most of them? So <laughs> there were a lot of videos online of just really excited young black girls, and it was really cute and yeah, no. very very sweet. I'm that, into that. I'm, I'm, into ju- that. I'm just saying. I and I I understand the the cynicism of it all. All I'm saying is. Yeah, who gives a shit? Like it's just it's, oh, it's a thing. Welcome our new Disney overlords. <laughs> no, it's just it's like it's a thing that's happening like like constantly and like I feel like there are more varying results than we're actually acknowledging. We just named like five of them that were like pretty okay. I don't know. I just no, you're you're right. Also, about this, this actually enrages me. Can we also can we also just say this movie isn't for us? I'm not nostalgic for the Little Mermaid in any way. I like, am. A I bit. saw this. I saw this movie literally when I was a kid. I never saw The Little Mermaid. I saw The Little Mermaid for the first time when I was in college. And I was like, yeah, that was good. I could see how in 1989 it was revolutionary because yeah, Disney hadn't made a good movie in like 30 years. So. <laughs> so <it's> like, <laughs> I understand. But by today's standards or just seeing it now, no nostalgia. I was like, yeah, I'll never watch this it's pretty again. basic, basic Disney princess movie. But I'll tell you um, what, though, our next piece of news, I, 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 not even I have any defense for this is like I've got nothing (laughs) this is the void so at D3 D23 they announced we had already known that Barry Jenkins is going to direct the next live action Lion King movie and it is now being titled Mufasa the Lion King to be released in 2024 are they doing Lion King one and a half (laughs) Lion King one and a half fuck direct to Disney plus but it's like this one Mufasa the Lion King it gives real a Knives Out mystery vibes or it's like a you Star just Wars call the, story yeah just call the movie Mufasa we know who he is like you don't need to tack the Lion King onto it <laughs> and it's like also like a Mufasa prequel what Mufasa. less interesting how did Mufasa become the king I don't know who cares <laughs> Mufasa, we a Mufasa sequel he's a lion and he's not even real. Yeah. He's a drawing. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, this uh, is like just 
This is so much worse to me than a remake. This is just fucking nothing. This is every line of a screenplay from 20 years ago. They just I look like at it. and they're like, no, 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 no. This is content. We can we can stretch this out into content. <laughs> this is literally this is literally like, what is it? The the red letter media thing. Movies yeah. make me want to be dead. No, no, no. The consume media and then or what was it? What was it? The consume product and then get excited for next product. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what Disney does now. That's uh, that's their thing. Um, anyway, now let's go. Let's go to the the film festival side, the real art, the cinema. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're laughing really hard. Uh, the first movie is Brendan Fraser in the yeah. Whale. Oh, yeah, because it's gonna, real cinema. Yeah, it's gonna be Kino. Brendan Fraser got a seven minute standing ovation for the the screening of the Whale at Venice. Yeah, and. He, Cried, and then I cried. And then I just say, if you were selling me a movie of skinny Brendan Fraser, I would still be ecstatic. But the fact that we're getting fat Brendan Fraser in this movie, (laughs) just enormous Brendan Fraser, more Brendan Fraser, (laughs) more Brendan Fraser than we have ever seen on film, more Brendan to love, (laughs) Bravo already, encore even. Listen, of big yeah. Brendan. Yeah, I, 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 I can't speak to like the quality of the movie. I, I've seen so many conflicting re- reports. People saying that it's like this heart, heart tugging masterpiece, and then other people are saying that it's crap. But I, I don't care about the quality of the movie. I just, I want the best for him. Like, I hope he wins the Oscar, just <laughs> sight unseen, dude. If he wins the Oscar, I will cry. Yeah. This is gonna be like a moment, the ultimate comeback kid story. Like. Yeah. <laughs> This is going to be like better than like your better than like if the Jets won the Super Bowl this year. It's going to be like, yes. <laughs> have you guys it. have you guys been seeing the Brendan Fraser backlash? Why? No, Why? no, 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 it's not. It's not really against Brendan Fraser. It's against people who uh, are happy for Brendan Fraser. They're calling it the small beanification of Brendan Fraser. Oh, no. You just, you like, literally, you can't root for anyone. You can't get behind anyone. You're a piece of shit simp asshole. Twitter is a cancer on society, and I cannot wait till Elon Musk burns it to the fucking ground. I think, I think, (laughs) what a shithole. I think John Mulaney and that Try Guys fella, I think they ruined everyone's trust in any famous man. (laughs) Oh, oh my God. Cannot believe anyone gives a shit who a Try Guy has sex with. Uh, like this, that is that was the try guys had sex. They have wives, but the they that seemed was a little cocky. I don't know, <laughs> crazy as shit. I I like got interested in the story over the weekend, and like just people are acting like he shot someone's mother in the face. Like he <laughs> he cheated on his wife. It's a shitty thing to do, I guess. But like Jesus <laughs> Christ, guess? literally from the literally, married man, I, I guess. <laughs> literally the only the only good person on the try guys is Eugene. He's the he's the Asian one. He is the best. Again, Eugene's the Eugene looks like this guy killed his mom. Like he's the he, most no, angry. Eugene, you, but watch every video. Eugene slays Cooch in every video he's in. Uh, let's get back on track. Okay, so don't worry, darling. The this was bigger than the try guy could, cheating on his wife. Could you tell don't I wor- could you tell I was stalling because I don't want to fucking talk about this. It's a the, bad movie and I'm not going to see it. I yeah, don't care. This the Odyssey of Don't Worry Darling that <laughs> happened just over the span of the weekend of the Fetus Film Festival. So it started with 
Florence Pugh, like, shadily not crediting Olivia Wilde in, like, Instagram stories or whatever about the movie, or, like, not posting about the movie, only, like, crediting, like, her her makeup team and, like, Chris Pine and then nobody else in the cast. Uh, and then... Uh, after the screening, there was the famous Spitgate video where it looked like Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine. But then it's like people were like replaying it like it was the JFK assassination trying to find the spit. Like it, it's the Seinfeld episode. That was one magic loogie. <laughs> but yeah, no. So yeah, this whole this whole thing uh, was it was a big mess. We've talked about Don't Worry Darling on so many previous episodes. I, this is all just a culmination of all of it. And uh, it's a movie where everybody in the cast hates each other and they hate themselves for being in the movie. And uh, and yeah, <laughs> Lewis, what else, is there any parts of the story that I'm missing? Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I've been just looking around the room for things I can kill myself with. I, I have no idea what was said yet so far. Um, uh, it. Uh, <laughs> it's dumb i'm so sick of thinking about it it is all anyone has ever talked about uh i just want harry styles to go away like i'm yeah done with him dude's been playing at madison square garden for a month now like music is not good enough to warrant any of this he's a very average person who's incredibly good looking you could turn on the radio right now literally anytime one of his songs is going to be playing on the fucking radio on some station why are you seeing him live? Why are you giving him film roles? Like yeah. they really earned that 36% or 39% on Rotten Tomatoes. I got to tell you. Yeah, this I I saw people on Twitter say that like I haven't been this locked into like keeping up with minute to minute news since January 6th. This is our this is our OJ trial. <laughs> this is like <laughs> Uh, speaking of other movies being put on trial from film festivals um, that was a good one the people's joker so this is so this is a movie that uh, out of tiff uh is apparently like people who have seen it have said it's like really like this kind of like transgressive like really interesting movie uh it's a trans drag retelling of the 2019 movie Joker, and they use like clips uh, from the movie in the the film. It was copyright struck by Warner Brothers, uh, and is also now like unsure of if it's ever gonna even be released because of that. Which is like, damn, I gotta see this movie now. Do they have any drag queens in it? No, yeah, it's, it's like, like the movie is Tim like Tim Heidecker's in it. Yeah, I think yeah, no. Bob Odenkirk's in it. Yes, he is. He plays Bob the Goon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it looks fucking uh, interesting. I didn't realize um, up until recently that it, it actually uses footage from Joker. And I didn't realize that it was based on the the recent Joker movie specifically. That made me way more interested in this. No, yeah, yeah I this think it sounds awesome. Yeah, it really just kind of also just kind of. I don't know, like, like the weight of fucking corporations, especially with the WB, like this is the second death movie to be killed by WB yeah. uh, in the last month following. Blame, I blame death. Discovery. Batgirl and Scoob have now now have uh, a friend in, in, in the grave with the people's Joker because but it's also like the idea like whenever people say that like, oh, superheroes are like our modern day Greek mythology. It's like not as long as they're being owned by one corporation and nobody else is able to have any sort of creative spin on it without getting getting copyright stricken i never thought of that yeah. wow that's a perfect takedown of that reddit tier <laughs> opinion 
Uh, speaking of other reiterations of superheroes that uh, will that will never let other die, Reddit that will opinions. never let fucking die. Hugh Jackman is going to be returning as Wolverine in Deadpool three. Yeah, my coworker told me that, and I went, "Oh, cool." And he said, "You don't like Deadpool?" I said, "No, no, I, I don't." And I also, <laughs> I'm I'm a grown man. I don't like Deadpool. Also, the fact that what like probably like one of the only like two or three interesting directions that a superhero movie was taken in logan is now just being undone like it's like who cares no, the it's like movies still exists Calm it exists but it's like it stands on its own yeah i don't yeah. Th- let's not be too crazy here yeah yeah. but it's all it, I, james i think it was like james uh, what was his name james mangold the director of logan when this was announced he just tweeted a gif of logan being impaled with a tree branch and then nothing else <laughs> that's pretty funny <laughs> Yeah, man, I'm I look, does this excite me? Not even a little bit. Uh, will I watch it? Yeah, absolutely. I'll probably even really enjoy it. Uh, I was way more interested in the idea of someone else taking over as that character for the MCU. I really like what Hugh Jackman did. I think he he was an amazing Wolverine. I just think his time has ended. I, I'm not like in the camp of like, oh, but Logan was so perfect. Now it's not as good. It's not his last movie's not as good anymore. Who gives a shit? Grow the fuck up. It's it's it, it was a good movie. It happened. It will exist forever. And it's one of the rare superhero movies that you can watch on its own without having to watch six TV series and five other movies and yeah. fucking just to understand what the fuck's yeah, going but on. But I do think that the thing that worked so great about Logan is like the feeling of finality that the movie leaves you with. But it's like, if that doesn't exist anymore, then it's like... One, it, this it, does it, take place before Logan. Not that that matters, but even if it didn't, it doesn't... That Like, th- that's that feeling of finality is something that you completely created in your head that's not even like a part of the... I mean... It, yeah, he's it's not even still real. The end like, of his story. He's not a real person. We're talking about a man with claws. Yeah. <laughs> but I also did. It's the, insane, uh, but, Michael. That could never work. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also the uh, <laughs> the thing about this is that like, um, like you said, like you were like more excited to see someone else take over Hugh Jackman. It's like this big announcement, like Hugh Jackman is going to come back as Wolverine. It's like, but we haven't seen anybody else play Wolverine yet. Hugh Jackman is still our Wolverine. Only Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah, like, my Wolverine. Yeah, he's still like it's like we haven't seen someone else like do Wolverine, and now it's like all right, we're going back to Hugh Jackman now, as like the way that they did with Spider Man or whatever. But like, yeah, because it's also this thing is like, why did why did Disney buy Fox in the first place? Is because they want X Men. What are they gonna do with? They haven't done new shit with X Men at all, and they aren't planning on doing anything. Put the X Men animated series on Disney Plus. Yeah, like, come on. I can tell you that they're absolutely, they're definitely planning things. Um, and they've already started building to it. I, I, His I uncle works at Disney. My uncle works at Disney. My aunt uh, works. Your aunt works at Nintendo. Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be a new And one. she can get me and my friends free games whenever we she want. She can show you the early trailer for Mario. Does yeah. she know when Mario 65 is coming out? She's, she so, showed me that they're making a sequel to Pikachu. And it's, it's, oh it's Pikachu 2. You guys are going to be Pikachu blown two. away. Pikachu 2. Pikachu 2. <laughs> she, she knows how to get Mew out from under the truck. <laughs> 
All right, Lewis, you can talk about all the rest of this superhero nonsense. Yeah. Um, this is Lewis's bullshit superhero court. This is Lewis holding my doc hostage with all of his fucking Marvel news. This is uh, oh, I'm sorry. It's, it's improving your doc with more than three fucking notes and a list of trailers, motherfucker. All right. <laughs> Thank it's, you. Mike, it's whoosh kapow time. Let him have yes. it. Lewis is whoosh kapow time. All right. That's what we should name this segment. Mike, you need to make a little theme song for Happy Meal Happy Hour. I'm totally down for Lewis's whoosh kapow tap. Um, All right. Get your underwear on the outside, folks. It's time for Lewis's whoosh kapow hour. All right. So some more stuff that happened at Disney Plus, other uh, Disney Plus D23, other than uh, Mufasa and the Little Mermaid trailer. Um, we got some info on Captain America 4. It's going to be called Captain America New World Order. It's coming out May 3rd, 2024. The leader will be the primary villain played by the same actor who played him in The Incredible Hulk um, and will also allegedly feature She-Hulk. And it seems like she's going to twerk. She's going to twerk. Um, <laughs> and uh, it seems like She-Hulk is like working into an introduction to the leader, which is pretty cool. Uh, they're doing the Thunderbolts, uh, which is best way I can describe it is kind of like a Suicide Squad, but for Marvel, uh, the team's going to be comprised of Yelena Bolova, uh, played by Florence Pugh, Ghost, Red Guardian, uh, that's uh, the guy from fucking Stranger Things, Winter Soldier, Taskmaster, US Agent, who is Kurt Russell's kid, and... Julia Louis-Dreyfus' character, uh, who I think is Madame Hydra, but I'm not totally sure about that. That comes out July 26, 2024. It sounds like an Overwatch movie. Two celebrity crushes in this movie, and they're both it's both they're both in a Marvel movie. <laughs> I can't believe this. Uh, Armor Wars, uh, which was based on a comic book uh, that followed. I, I pretty much just everyone got like Tony Stark armor from what I remember. Um, don't know if if that's accurate. So take armor. Is this literally is this literally what if Tony Stark but other people? Yeah, from from what I remember. Um, yeah. so that armor, was uh, armor happening. Wars sounds like it's a History Channel reality show. <laughs> I could see like a competition show, like people make yeah. suits of okay. armor and then beat the Ice shit out of each other. Yeah. And armor wars on history. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it was a Disney Plus show starring Don Cheadle coming back as War Machine. It has now. I saw him in person the other day. I went to go see White Noise at New York Film Festival, and then uh, Noah Baumbach and Don Cheadle, Greta Gerwig, and Adam Driver they they were there. They came up on this. They were on the stage. I was in the front row. I was like 10 feet away from them for maybe two minutes. <laughs> That's cool. That's really and you didn't cool, cause man. an incident. Yeah. I didn't cause I was emotion. 10 feet away from Greta Gerwig and I didn't have to be escorted out of the theater. <laughs> <laughs> OK, I'm going to try and get through the sentence for the fifth time. Yeah. Armor Wars, which was a Disney Plus show, is now being reworked into a feature film. We'll still star Don Cheadle will probably be delayed. So that was all the D23 news. Not that exciting, but I know you're all ready for uh, Bad Bunny's uh, movie debut. Um, and it is happening. Sony Pictures El Muerto based on a uh, Spider-Man villain who is in like two comic books uh, ever. Maybe. Do you, do you guys feel out of t- Do you guys feel out of touch when you realize that Bad Bunny is the 
probably the biggest to highest paid recording artist in the world right now. And you could probably only name one song by him. Maybe I can't two. name any. I, I, he's just never really been my thing. Uh, more it power surprised to him. Me. But... It surprised me so much. But then I realized like outside of America, he's fucking huge. It's like when you realize yeah. that Despacito was like the highest rated song of all time. <laughs> like what? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, anyway, the guy who's directing the El Muerto movie is Jonas Cuaron, uh, son of Alfonso Cuaron and director of Desierto, um, a movie uh, made by Sony Pictures uh, that's been shot, I believe, is in post-production and will be released in 2024. So that's oh, cool. So this movie's a long way out. Uh, Desierto is, but yeah, I, I think El Muerto could could honestly possibly launch the same year. I'm honestly, I'm more interested in the stupid Sony verse than anything that's going on. In, yeah, in like, the nonsense Disney they're doing Marvel. over there is amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe we haven't talked about Morbius again. Morbius has to come out. You got to come out with some new things. Like, give us some more stuff to talk about. Morbius, more BS. <laughs> oh god! All right, oh, let's god, exit wait. the superhero wish. Oh, ja- oh, Anthony just saw what's coming up next in the dock. Oh no! <laughs> oh god! Blumhouse is making a Five Nights at Freddy's movie. All <laughs> right, fourteen-year-olds, get ready. When when oh, are Freddy. we gonna get an Among Us movie? Yeah. <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's the movie is Minecraft happening whether you movie. like it or not. How did how did this get a movie before Minecraft? Minecraft is like, what, what structure can you make a Minecraft? There yeah. was a Lego movie, Michael. Yeah, but like that, that it probably have to like you know come up with a more interesting concept. But they if, have that. This, they, dude, they have they have storylines and shit in Minecraft. They have a campaign. Yeah. Minecraft's a lot different than when we first played it. Well, isn't that Jason Momoa movie, uh, uh, Minecraft movie? Remember we talked <laughs> about that? <laughs> yeah, I remember we talked about that a while ago. That it's going to happen. It's got Jason Momoa. Is he going to be Steve? Oh, <laughs> uh, but um, but yeah, no. So the movie is. Uh, I, I remember them originally ha- talking about Christopher Columbus directing Five Nights at Freddy's. So I guess he's His out. He's coming up. Yeah, <laughs> I think that was before Columbus. Blumhouse. <laughs> was was working on it i think that was like an earlier version of the movie when it was in another studio yeah, it was probably going to be more kid-friendly horror or something mm. like that like the goosebumps movie i was about to say what's another example of kid-friendly horror yeah well well goosebumps. the next episode of cinema marketing yes that'll be right there you heard it here first folks that's the second time for i spooky, said that. for spooky season Gotta say, for season of the witch, yeah, must be the season of the witch. Look forward uh, to that one. Uh, anyway, of, uh, uh, no, I never. I actually said the news. The director is Emma Tammy, known for the wind. Yeah, I remember. I saw uh, clips of that movie in the uh, folk horror documentary on Shutter, uh, Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitch. Uh, absolutely magnetic film, uh, and uh, I want to. And each time they showed a clip of any movie in that documentary, I was like, I'm interested in this. <laughs> New Hellraiser? Yeah, more spooky movie news. Yeah, uh, Fantastic Fest had the premiere of uh, the Hellraiser reboot uh, starring, I believe her name is Jamie Clayton, uh, a trans woman as Pinhead for the first time. Got pretty rave reviews, especially from the horror community, but also I think just the critical community in general. Um, people seem to be really, really digging it. Um, it also got its first trailer. The trailer looks pretty great, uh, and it's a Hulu and it's being, original. 
I and it's being released Friday. to Hulu in T minus two days. Oh man, I'm watching this. I I just hate this cycle of of releasing movies where it's like the trailer comes out and then next week the movie is on streaming and you never heard about. It. And it's you like when you watch it Nintendo Direct and it's like it's available right now. Like, That's the fucking best. Watch. What what is wrong with that? I love that. I don't have to wait a year and a half for this movie to come out. Fantastic. And it just feels like it's being dumped, though, where it's like, because it's like, oh, it's like the short burst thing. Like, oh, it's coming out now. And it's like, and then I'm like, all right, I'll get to it. There's no there's no hype. It just flash in a pan happens. Do we need to like, you forget hype about it. everything to death like Marvel movies? Well, also, like, can we well, just like release a movie and it be good true. and people enjoy it? That, that's true. But they also need to. Re- that's it's also because they need to release a higher volume of movies. They're not going to spend that much advertising one thing. Yeah. They have a lot of shit to advertise. Yeah, but it seems like a really fun October release. It sounds like the kind of stuff I, I want this time of year. I'm really excited to check it out. And so I wanted to include it. Equally important, equally interesting. Scooby-Doo. I, I like how on the dock you just wrote Velma Gay. Yeah, we all know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Velma apparently Gay. this isn't the first time Velma came out. as. Like, oh, is yeah. that true? I saw that some. I saw a headline that said Velma comes out again. So I, I don't know. It was like Consequence of Sound or one of those fucking. Websites. There's like a Scooby Doo multiverse now. Uh, so I mean, I, I guess yeah. that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I've, I've, there's a new like mainline Scooby Doo direct to DVD movie in which Velma is very obviously smitten by a, another female character, uh, and it just confirms she's gay. It's not enough that she isn't real. She's lesbian too. Come on, that's just that's just adding insult to injury. Not not <laughs> only can I not have, have her. her because she's not real, but also because because <laughs> she doesn't want me. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't like, possibly be attracted just, to me. That's a kick in the balls. It's like, oh wait, I think I missed the left one. <laughs> uh, speaking of what formerly was a kick in the balls, but now is uh, back is that Robert Eggers is finally making his Nosferatu movie. Hell yeah! Yeah, I so confidently said on this podcast before that this movie will never happen, and uh, here I am eating. I want crow. Willem Dafoe as Nosferatu. Well, well, that's not I happening mean, either. Oh well. So it's Bill Skarsgård. Oh, yeah, I'm guessing okay. is going to be. That's still going to be great. I'm looking forward. That's good casting. Bill Skarsgård and Lily Rose Depp, who I don't think I'm really familiar with. As is that far Johnny as Depp's daughter? Goes. Yes. Yeah. She was in something like a couple yoga years hosers. Ago. What? It's that movie with Kevin. That Kevin Smith movie where Kevin Smith's daughter and Johnny Depp's daughter. Yes. 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 yes, yes. Oh yeah, and bad. Johnny Depp's in it too, and it's awful. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Depp sucks. <laughs> oh, did we talk about that fucking that Johnny Depp that that uh that that like fictionalized Johnny Depp trial movie or something like that? Is that a oh, thing? Yeah. There's already making a movie about the Johnny Depp trial. Uh, uh and Johnny Depp's apparently dating the lawyer <laughs> fucking helping him. Johnny Depp's Man, cool. Why do I give a fuck about this guy? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, I care more about "Don't Worry, Darling" discourse than I care about any of this. <laughs> yeah. I don't even care about Kanye West anymore. I don't give a fuck. I'm playing Spider Solitaire again, <laughs> just because. <laughs> it's just like in your in in your in your forever boredom of of the discourse. Speaking <laughs> uh, so like of, I said, I Elon Musk, do your work. Just burn this company to the ground because you don't know how to run shit. Oh. <laughs> uh, but uh, also other movies that were 
widely rumored, never confirmed, were never going to happen. But now it is community the movie the six seasons and the movie is gonna happen now the it's prophecy is fulfilled yeah <laughs> i i do feel Are like they're gonna get chevy chase there's no she's no, dead in he's the dead universe. anyway i've never seen community the first oh, three seasons are, yeah the first three seasons are immaculate uh and then uh, after all of the characters just leave the show then it becomes and it was picked up by Yahoo streaming service. It, <laughs> the then, yeah, that was, then it was bad. A streaming service that does not exist. We say that all the time. It's like right this thing with doesn't. Quibi. It's right there with Quibi. Oh, yeah. We say it all the time. It's like, oh, this thing doesn't exist. But this literally, it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Like, I can't believe that it that it, it's going to be so fun in like 10 years from now where it's like we have we look back at like streaming services that were big, like, like a funked cable. Channels. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. like like if Peacock just suddenly just doesn't exist anymore. Like yeah. it like CBS All Access. Like yeah, that. We look, at, we look at CBS All Access. You look at Quibi. You look yeah. at Yahoo. What else? Yeah. We're going to uh, the, the the fall of oh Blockbuster screen or whatever <laughs> the poster. Oh yeah, uh, Blockbuster had a, a streaming service. <laughs> Holy shit, I forgot about that. Oh, that didn't pan out Netflix. for them either. Yeah, yeah, and and someone's gonna mention it. The whole uh, you know, Blockbuster had the opportunity to buy Netflix and they didn't. Uh, and another uh, again, more movies that we would never have thought would have happened that we're waiting for, and now they're finally coming. Now you see me three. Why did they not call it now you three me? Now you now, <laughs> now you see three. <laughs> they should have called the second one now you don't. And yeah, then the yeah. third one should be called now you three me. It's like Alien 3. Like we got Alien Aliens and then Alien 3. Yeah. It's like now you see me, now you don't. Now you see me three. Like <laughs> that's how it should have gone. <laughs> these, uh, these are the I, I I put this in the doc. I Ruben Fleischer is directing it. If you like Venom, I'm sure you're very excited. I just who who likes these movies? <laughs> who's the who's the now you Dude, see me you fan? Realize, you don't realize now you see me has the most intelligent scene ever. Oh yeah, you remember that scene where it's like this is the smartest film scene in history and it's like the scene of them like switching the card or whatever and it's like this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's like that that video with that caption that's like Indian WhatsApp content. It's like just always deep fried on some <laughs> Facebook meme page. <laughs> it's 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 weird. Uh God. That's the legacy this movie has. It's still um, uneventful. We're getting well, another Cloverfield movie. Yeah, Lewis, the resident Cloverfield fan. I'm not the resident Cloverfield fan. I like 10 Cloverfield Lane, end of list. Um, what okay. about the original? You don't like the OG? I, I, I haven't really watched it since it came out, but I remember it being fine. Well, what was the one that had like the trailer during the Super Bowl on yeah. Netflix? Oh, no, that was Cra Cloverfield, Cloverfield Paradox. Paradox. That, that, oh. that, that, was one, that was a Nintendo Direct, and it's available now because <laughs> yeah. it was literally like, they showed the trailer at the Super Bowl and then they're like, and it's on Netflix right now for you to watch after the game. And then I remember I saw a tweet that said it's like nothing was more demoralizing as a film reviewer than having to um, having to watch the Cloverfield Paradox after the Super Bowl and turn around a review of it the next morning. And I'm like, I had to do that for Nate on Before <laughs> the Cyborgs. I, I felt that. <laughs> yikes the most nothing movie and it was it was on such a big scale that everyone watched it and then 
nobody liked it like it was so yeah. bad i mean the thing is defenders. it's so weird that there is not a cinemarketing episode on cloverfield because that is the thing that's special about cloverfield is it's marketing i, I mean know, we're getting to it it's been on the dock I mean, yeah the, the trilogy of movies because that's the 10 cloverfield lane was also like hit, like billed as something completely different and then like a month before it came out it's like oh it's cloverfield <laughs> that's yeah. almost accurate you should have me on that you seem to not yeah. know a lot about this yeah um, you should be on it. Yeah, oh, mr lewis not the resident cloverfield fan Otero. I, do, I don't like cloverfield i find the marketing interesting but i don't like the movies except for 10 cloverfield lane all right more planet of the apes movies return to monkey <laughs> kingdom of the planet of the apes that's the next title of the movie it's going to be directed by wes ball who directed the maze runner movies I don't know what they're going to is this going forward Caesar's dead at this point so what are what are we going to make the movie they're about going to bring back James Franco <laughs> Oh god that I think there's probably a better chance of a real monkey talking in the movie than them getting James Franco back Wait they're not real monkeys <laughs> Dude going I know it's from going from uh like such an amazing director to the guy who directed the Maze Runner movies it's such like a <laughs> You know, like, yeah, we made some good ones. Um, that guy doesn't want to do them anymore. We're not going to stop making money. Uh, let's just make a bunch of bad ones. Like, it actively Wait, seems like a decision to, like, just churn out crap. Yeah, because Disney has it now. Disney under took Fox, yeah. and now they're like, all right, make more, make movie out of it. Then it's probably going to go straight to Hulu, and we're going to get a week's notice. Like, Hulu gives you less notice than I would need in order to quit my job. Like, <laughs> So here, this is one. It's a little bit of a silly thing, but I, that's why I like to include some of these off the beaten path type of stuff for marketing, especially for movies that we kind of already talked about. But uh, Jackass, uh, in order to promote Jackass Forever, uh, the Jackass crew went on Celebrity Family Feud. It was Johnny Knoxville, Dave England, uh, Rachel Wolfson, and there's a bunch of others. And uh, I think the most the most significant thing that happened on it, there was a, a part where Dave England gave a wrong answer and then Johnny Knoxville tased him. I saw that clip on TikTok. I need to watch the whole episode, though. Yeah. And then Steve Harvey freaked out. <laughs> As he usually yeah. does on Family Feud. <laughs> Family Feud is like a game show for just, like, idiots. Yeah. It's the worst game show. Like... I'd rather... something that you wouldn't want to happen when you're making love <laughs> no it's not even that it's like name something that begins with a p that's in your pants i'm gonna say penis harvey oh, oh my god i can't believe you said that <laughs> it's like what else would i have said and then show me penis and then it comes up and he just pauses he's like i can't oh, got a dirty body he like sits down on the stage for a minute like <laughs> contemplates like it, it's the worst like you this is literally like you're a seal at fucking SeaWorld going for the fish. Name a part of the body that you would like to eat if it was made of chocolate. <laughs> the butt, Steve. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. <laughs> you see, this is a family show. It's not like we manufactured these questions and answers. Mike, be careful. You might get copyright striked by using family feud audio. Be careful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right so let's round out this episode with the the news from the new releases that came out this month uh so the the billy eichner comedy bros came out which is touted as like this big like transgressive like moment where 
gays finally get their their Judd Apatow comedy. That that trailer looked like that trailer felt like it was trying to make me homophobic. It's like I don't like this. Get it out of here. This looks horrible. I I'm pretty confused by this whole situation. So it it didn't do very well in in the box office over the weekend. Um, then Billy Eichner came out and was like. Well, straight people like didn't show up to it, which I guess, sure, that's probably true also. But like you, you alienated what? both of your audiences. First I of just all, yes, think that like the, people wouldn't want to see it. It's, it's nothing to do with that. I just think the vi- like the fucking marketing for a comedy movie was just bad. It wasn't that, funny. There was no also, jokes in any of the trailers. It was all I, it highlighted was the fact that it was gay. And I think it's great that there's a mainstream yeah. gay comedy. But like. You're not going to win over everyone by only pointing out that it's a mainstream gay comedy. It needs yeah, to also and, be and funny. I also heard takes on TikTok like the gay community thought it was kind of like pandering. Like they didn't want to see that. They knew yeah. they were being sold something. They were like, I don't want to see that. It doesn't look good. And you're obviously just using me as like a marketing demo. Like, it's not good. Yeah, but also, it's just the idea that like most straight comedies in theaters aren't doing well so it's like yeah, i saw confess fletch uh over the weekend it was it was great and no one yeah. saw that movie and it's starring john ham and, and I, I you know i was talking to a co-worker he was like man they don't make comedy movies in theaters anymore it's probably because they go straight to netflix probably because people can't handle them they are and i said no you idiot i'm like because they cost a lot of money to make if they put them on netflix you have less of a budget and it's less of a risk if it happens to make money great if it doesn't you know you didn't release it in theaters and lose even more that's why they do it because the other th- the comedies we get is this bullshit although I've, i mean it's very well reviewed though online uh but at the end it's like most people saying that it's good is because of like its representation i haven't really heard yeah. people saying that like it's hilarious for what it's worth i'm going monday with my wife i'm really excited to watch it i i have no problem with the movie i i'm actually in the camp of i think it could be pretty fun um i just think it's like such a weird thing to come out and be like straight people didn't show up when maybe you just need to look at the marketing of your own film it was terrible yeah you had a terrible team behind you there uh, and they turned out dog shit content for you and it made the movie look bad. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how this movie would be marketed if it was like in a different era because we had movies like this, but they was always the butt of the joke. You know what I mean? Like it, it seems like a almost like a plot of like a mid 2000s bro comedy. Yeah, where it's like I, it's like if I didn't know who was behind it making it, I would have thought that it looked like, like a Paulie Shore like, movie. Like it was like, making fun of gay people. Exactly, like it looked like it was kind of. Um, but it's like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, that it, I don't know. The whole movie strikes me as odd. Not for yeah. me. Not gonna watch. Not gonna. Yeah, not gonna pass too much judgment on on a movie I haven't seen. True. And that apparently is like you know not what we think it is based on like the people who've seen it and stuff. But anyway. Speaking of other movies that looked really bad for marketing, but got some pretty decent reviews, uh, Smile, which this was the most shocking. I still don't believe this movie is good. I, I This is a psyop. There's no way this movie is good. This Gotta movie looks you, is yeah, th- I, it's not particularly imaginative uh, advertising that they did. It wasn't like the most groundbreaking thing ever, but it worked yeah i i gotta give so, props to the whoever the advertising I mean, team is I, they knew what they were doing i mean all these little like side marketing viral things are kind of like creative like that we mentioned that at the at the mets game behind home plate there was just a woman wearing a smile shirt and a just smiling. bright a bright highlighter yellow uh smile t-shirt so you cannot miss it 
and right behind home plate and then just smiling the whole time like creepy smile yeah and it was every at bat you could see her it was it was just a constant ad genius I mean, it's just like you know it's kind of like just like weird guerrilla marketing yeah, style thing cost them like 400 bucks here's a front row seat to the mets game yeah. there you go yeah and then also on twitter they changed they made a thing where it's like on any tweets that have the hashtag smile, if you like the tweet, it will turn the heart uh, image on the like. It'll change it into a smiling emoji. Which, again, also genius. And it happened to come at a perfect time because Twitter kind of needs some money. Mm-hmm. So, but, but uh, well, I mean, now Daddy Elon is coming in with uh, with all of his big bucks. Oh, please don't even ironically call him Daddy Elon. Yeah, that was kind of gross, Mike. <laughs> I'm gonna say it again. Do your work, Elon. Burn it to the ground. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. But the movie, the trailers for the movie looked hard. Like it looked like it looked like a fuck you. It's January horror movie. It's a fuck you. It's January yeah. horror movie. No, yeah, it's gonna see this. I just wait till it comes on stream. I will yeah. at some point watch this movie. I I will when probably even see it right? in the. No, I'll probably see it in the theater. I actually I was more excited to see it in a theater if I when I thought it was going to be like a, a bad movie, like a 14 percent. But if but it's like getting like positive reviews, it made me less excited to see the movie. I'm like, I've, I'm less That's excited called being a bad person, Michael. I have a feeling I have a feeling this is going to be like a 67, 68 on Rotten Tomatoes. Like It's going to be fine. It's yeah, really yeah. right there. No, it's already seventy percent. Like, I mean, it's oh, happening. is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, people, it's a, yeah, you know, people always say like, "Oh, we we sh- you should never want a movie to be bad. Every movie you should root for every movie to be good." It's like there are some movies that I'm like, I want them to be bad because I think it, I will enjoy them more. more yeah, like seventy seven percent. By the way, it's almost eighty like, percent. Like Lyle Lyle Crocodile. I, I there. I don't want. To be like, oh, you know what? That was actually a charming I movie. Sean Mendez no. or Sam Mendez to be a good no, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I want it to be. I want it to be stupid. Like if I come out of that movie, I'm like, oh, you know what? That was actually a charming kids movie. I'm gonna be so disappointed. Like I want it to be so bad. <laughs> I want to yeah, laugh at it. This isn't Paddington. We don't want another Paddington. <laughs> we want another fucking Clifford. No, not even a Clifford. Like I want it to be like Cats. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, some other uh, movies that we saw, Lewis, me and you, we saw Pearl, the, the prequel uh, to X. And then we at sure the end did, of the movie, Mike. Yeah, it was, pretty, it was pretty OK. See both of these movies. Yeah, it was, it was pretty OK. Uh, I liked it I, quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I, and, but the thing that uh, the thing that came out of it is that at the end of the movie, there is a teaser trailer for Maxine, the third film in the X trilogy, uh, which is going to be taking place in the 80s, following the Mia Goth character from the first movie, who is not Pearl, but is a different character. Uh, but yeah, this this weird interconnected trilogy of Mia Goth, Ty West movies that each take place in a different decade and genre and, and the porn industry kind of yeah i i i'm like even though i i enjoyed x i thought pearl was like pretty decent if this movie is just like okay i'm like that's a solid little trilogy of like weird interconnected movies that i'm like you know what i'd be i'd be happy for that <laughs> oh boy yeah but anyway we saw avatar mike and lewis this was the biggest surprise of my life was when we saw avatar 
in re-released in IMAX 3D. And I loved it. Yeah, I, I, I feel like on this very show, there have been times, maybe in previous episodes, where we maybe offhandedly remarked about like, oh, Avatar doesn't hold up. Avatar is a bad movie. And it's like, Several I want to... Ret- yeah. I want to retroactively like go back and scrub all of that evidence of existence because it was a revelation when we saw Avatar at MX3D. I was like, I've been gaslit by cynical YouTubers into thinking that Avatar sucks and actually it's fucking cool as shit. Like, I will say it's a little too long, maybe about 30 to 45 minutes too long. I told Mike by the end of the movie, the third act, I turned to Mike and I was like, this is my life now. Like, I live in this I'm in this world. Like, I think that that helped me. I'm like, I felt so fully immersed, not only just in the world of the movie, but like, but like, but like in the era of the movie's existence, I'm like, I am, I am in 2009 right now. I'm, I am in high school and I, I'm seeing Avatar and IMAX for like the first time. And you're going to go home and play matchmaking on Halo 3. Yeah. No, it's Christmas break. Yeah. No, everything about this movie is 2009. The fucking aliens and the, the ship designs. I'm like, this is, this is Halo. This is like, this is literally like, and that, and like, like the all like the it does have the a movie halo. feels like a video game also where it's like these sounds like bad things but it's like it's it's so charming it's, how it's an amusement ride yeah and really but i mean that in the in the nicest way possible yeah no I, I i got so wrapped up in avatar mania and then at the end of the movie they showed the sneak preview of uh the scene from avatar the way of water this preview literally made me go you know mike James Cameron might be a good director. I'm sorry. Like we 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 know we say a lot of like, man, James Cameron movies suck. They're so overrated. You know, normie movies. Not like, dude, James Cameron might know what he's doing. I gotta say, yep. I'm hooked. Yeah. Avatar two looks so sick. Yeah, the, and the frame rate, the 48 frame thing that they did with it, uh, with the underwater motion. I was like, this is so fluid and so crisp because usually with these movies that try to do 48 frames like the hobbit and gemini man i'm like this is nauseating i'm gonna throw up but because it's underwater and like the motion is already like kind of like slowed down anyway like adding the 48 frames to it makes it just look so crisp and fluid it looks like gopro footage dude like it looks real <laughs> yeah i'm i'm so sold on this avatar uh, the way of water and it's I a spent, screensaver but in I the spent, nicest way possible I spent, I spent 10 years being like who cares about an avatar sequel nobody's gonna see this nobody cares about the movie and now i'm like i can't wait to see this movie now i'm i'm, yeah. I'm sold i'm hooked into avatar hype now first movie is an xbox 360 game roller coaster ride this is a fucking windows 98 screensaver of a movie this is microsoft flight simulator the oh. movie but underwater dude submarine simulator Lewis, you feel the same way about this fucking trailer i'm sorry me and mike just like yeah. geeked out on that because i know that the that lewis was also like the reaction that Lewis had to to Avatar was also very surprising because I did not expect him to come out uh, no, enjoying it. No, I did not. Lewis, what do you got to say to that? No, yeah, I, I I had a fantastic time. I do. I am still in the camp where I'm like, I think this this movie has like a lot of problems. I I it's not a movie worth watching if you're not watching it in IMAX 3D. Oh yeah, because that's don't everything that is good yeah. about it. Uh, it's yeah, not a don't particularly watch it on your phone with your yeah. AirPods on the bus. It's not a particularly interesting story. I don't think it's like pretty, pretty formulaic, but you know, whatever that that's easily forgiven. That's just troping. But then like just there's I think the designs of things are ugly. 
Uh, I, I think the aliens look stupid. I said it took me like 20 minutes to get used to the 3D and then an hour and a half to get used to how stupid all the aliens look. Um, oh, and they I noticed, I didn't mention it to you guys, they did remove the scene where they connect the hair. They didn't do it. Yes, they I did. Think that they just had, no, dude, they just had regular missionary sex. They did no, they not connected the hair first. Are you sure? I'm positive. I would not forget okay. that. Yeah. Because no, on the they, streaming they version, on the streaming, they removed that. That that's bizarre they did it because it, it is kind of weird they also connect to the horses with it like mm. yeah they're fucking the horses <laughs> this Lewis isn't news like, so what they're fucking the horses yeah look, whatever all right and the try guys cheat on their wives let's all just move on <laughs> the try guys try infidelity <laughs> they're not great at it yeah i think i'm overselling avatar like it is it yeah like it's a very like very cliched story bad dialogue but it's like if we're most it's honestly i was like i'm this is better than most blockbusters that come out now yeah. like especially it compared to like disney marvel stuff one like, of the, there's no there's no he's right behind me isn't he there's no well that just happened like ironic no, like, but that also it, and honestly like it could use like an ounce of personality like like at the, like if we're gonna do bad uh dialogue i'd rather bad punchy dialogue than like just no, boring I, I, military talk and like nonsense sci-fi jargon fucking stereotypical giovanni rabisi playing an asshole billionaire looking for or called unobtainium which is still stupid no matter yeah, how many I times laugh. people point it, that out it's never yeah every time i knew it was coming i still laughed when he said unobtainium also we got sigourney weaver giving like the worst performance of her fucking career she's awful in this fucking movie she's not good she's so fucking bad but having said all of that, this is one of the best movie going experiences I have had in years. I had an amazing time watching this movie James because Cameron of the technology. He knows how to get the butts in the seats, man. Yeah. For Fuck. sure. No, I think it's like, even though it's like you say, like, it's kind of like this, it, it, it is kind of humorless, but it's like, I, I appreciate like the, the, like the commitment to being like this epic grand scale sci-fi like like being like this is a fucking event like the, yeah like, not, not, not like a marvel movie not like yeah it's like a roller coaster but not like it's not like it doesn't feel disposable it like that feel for, if it's formulaic but not disposable you know yeah, yeah. like it feels like oh like this is trying to be like this big thing like it's huge like you gotta see it thing whereas like i feel like Especially like I don't know, like I, I, my, my perception of all Marvel movies now is just Thor: Love and Thunder, where everything just feels like nobody cared, and we're just make, we just want to like make jokes about how bad the the VFX workers are, even though they they spent thirty five hours a day working on this movie. Yeah, <laughs> not to take it away from more Marvel talk, but uh, just one more thing on this way of water sneak peek. Uh, can't wait for this movie so like the remastered version of avatar that we saw like incorporated some of the tech that they were using for way of water to like basically the way like the remastered video games where they'll go in and like update like the you know uh digitally generated models and and everything yeah, yeah. so it, it looks better than it's ever looked and then when you actually see the footage from way of water in imax 3d it's it's completely it's uh, like a level up from that like it's it's significant it feels like Going from like, you know, like a PlayStation 3 game to a PlayStation 4 game, like that same kind of comparison. And then uh, the way they handle the frame rate is so interesting because as it's above the water, the frame rate's normal 24 frames per second. And then the camera dips below the water and it speeds up to 48. I think it I think it's like another number, but it's a, it's a high frame rate. Um, 
48 frames. It just it looked amazing. And the underwater scenes with the sound, the IMAX sound is so I I need to feel immersed by this movie. I want to feel I was holding my breath. I like I I caught myself holding my breath when they were underwater. I I want to drown during this movie. I just need a tall glass of water while I watch this. Yeah. No snacks. Just give me a glass of water. Avatar the way of Diet Coke. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. The way of DC. Yeah. Anyway, I feel like we've gone very long on this episode. This is probably the longest market research episode that we've done. But uh, thank you for listening. And uh, thank you for uh, sticking with us on on another odyssey but uh, of the stupid bullshit that hollywood has to offer so i guess we're not talking about other movies we've seen in the theater recently we we saw those i guess uh, all right well let's just moon age daydream was cool yeah we saw moon age daydream in imax also that was uh that was an interesting movie um it, i i was very overstimulated during it because i was like just just the screen is so big and there's so much music and it's a new way of documentary making honestly like it's just collage it's very interesting yeah, Lewis, you see anything else interesting in the theater new releases wise that uh, you want to uh, sign off with? Yeah, I got an upcoming release. I saw Piggy last night. Um, it was a movie that was at Fantastic Fest. They did an early screening at our local Alamo Draft House. Uh, it's a Spanish French co-production. Uh, it's a thriller horror movie based off of a short film that's like 13 minutes long. Um, it's, uh, absolutely fucking phenomenal. Uh, I, I really, really enjoyed it. It's one of my favorite movies I've seen this year. It's about a, um, a bullied, uh, overweight teenager who witnesses a serial killer kidnapping her friend, doesn't do anything to stop it. And then just kind of the consequences of that decision, what that does to her and a weird kind of dynamic that develops between her and the serial killer. It's 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 so cool. I haven't really seen anything quite like it. Uh, it also just like is an interesting look at like uh, the fat phobia. I think like in Hispanic culture, like it's something I've seen a lot for for sure. Um, it's uh, great. So I don't know when it's coming out exactly, but it's called Piggy. Uh, I think uh, in Spanish it's Cerdita. It's it's fantastic. Awesome. All right. Well, that'll that'll end us for this episode of Market Research. We'll be back next uh, month to do it all again. Hell yeah. Uh, We're here. Boy, so, market calendars, baby. Signing off. Bye. Me. All right. All right. What a good one. That was a